0: talking with Alan Catherine of June St. George. I have a bunch of her pieces in my house, her beautiful rugs and even custom pillows. So I'm so excited to learn more about how she started her business and her love for interior design. Tune in and listen. But while you're doing that, also check out thepreppypodcast.com where you can shop merchandise, listen to past episodes, and even look at some of the favorites from my interviewees. All right. So tell everyone who you are, where you live, and what you do.
1: Okay, I'm Allie Catherine. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I own June St. George, a bespoke rug and home decor company.
0: I love that. So now growing up, were you always someone that was like designing their own bedroom and or like being entrepreneurial and selling things? Like what was it like growing up? Yeah, I was always drawn to design.
1: I used to like doodle furniture. After I saw the line, the witch in the wardrobe, I drew drew like a hundred wardrobes. That was like the thing that like drew me in and. I don't know if you remember, American Girl used to have like a little mini room yeah. and you could like move the furniture around and there was like wallpaper and lights that actually worked. And that was like my favorite toy. I think I had like every accessory for that. I, and so I think I've always been drawn to interior design without necessarily like fully realizing that it was a career mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been like super creative. I was a ballet dancer. I loved to bake, I would draw all the time. I was always like the biggest color. And I just always found ways to be creative. I definitely didn't see myself as an entrepreneur until much, much later in life. Um, yeah. But when I was like younger, I used to I wanted to travel and so to raise money I sold pies around the holidays for oh like people's gosh. parties and everything. So like looking back, probably always had that entrepreneurial spirit, but realizing it, no, it was way after graduation that I was like, oh, Maybe I could start my own
0: business. <laughs> I love that. I feel like a lot of us ladies, especially in, you know, this creative um, entrepreneur space, like looking back as kids, we like loved our dolls and decorating and making things mm-hmm. for them. Or um, So it's really funny that you mentioned that. So yeah. now where and what did you end up studying? So I have a Bachelor of Science in Interior Design
1: from High Point University, which is in High Point, North Carolina, which is where the biggest furniture market is. There's a big textile market that happens there. So I mean, it's the perfect place to study interior design, because we we're always encouraged to work markets when they would come, we would just be like excused from classes, it was just kind of a given that we would work for them. Um, my last two years, I really got into ITMA, which is International Textile Market Association. And okay did their um trend bank designs it's like right as you walk in kind of um what everyone kind of agrees whether the trend's going to be it's usually like four or five of them yeah. uh, myself and another student did the design for the bank so that's kind of started really getting drawn to textiles uh, my last two years of school So I went to Central Saint Martins, which is the University of Arts London, and completely focused on textile design and the techniques. And so that's kind of where I started to shape like this niche of pattern making and textiles and and eventually
0: rugs. Very cool. My best friend, she went to High Point, too, actually. Um, oh, did she? So, yeah. It's, it's so I'm palace, very familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it's yeah. gorgeous. I considered going there, too, and I often would visit her. Um, yeah, but that's good. awesome. So when you were – so going into college, did you know you kind of wanted to be in that interior design space? Or are you more business-focused um, and then later found that passion? It was pretty quick I
1: decided on interior design. Like growing up I was like oh I want to be a doctor because I wanted to help people. I felt like I needed to like make a positive contribution and all this kind of stuff and I went to like the little pre-meetings they had for like new students and went to the pre-med one and everybody was dressed in like sweatpants and hoodies. It was a very dark, smelly room. And I was like, wow, I do not fit in here with like my bright pink clothes on and my like matching <laughs> headband and everything. And um, it didn't like feel right. And so my mom was actually the one uh, who I call Pippa on Instagram. If you ever hear me reference Pippa, that's Aww. my mom. She really encouraged me. She said, take one interior design class. And then just see if you like it, yeah. see if that's, she kind of identified like, oh, that American girl mini room and, <laughs> you know, all the wardrobes I draw, drew and everything that was kind of, she pointed to that and said, you know, there's really a passion for this. And, you know, and, and so she kind of set up a, a meeting with an interior designer that she knew, mm-hmm. and we had a long conversation about how interiors and architecture can really affect There's a lot of psychology behind what you do and how mm-hmm. it, it can be a positive contribution. You're not directly saving a life health wise, but you can do so much positive with interior design and and what you can give the world with it. And she really helped me see that it was okay to be a creative in the world. You didn't have to go into these like very clear professions, everything. You can be more creative and still
0: contribute something positive. Definitely. I love that. And I've talked about this on the podcast a few times before, but I had like a quarter life crisis a few years ago and thought I wanted to uh-huh. be an interior designer. So <laughs> I got a certificate in interior design and took some classes. And I remember one of my classes was about color. And a lot of people decorate the baby's rooms with like bright yellow, but apparently that's very alarming to babies. Uh-huh, right. And so there's things like that, that you mentioned that people don't always think about, but there's so much psychology behind design and color exactly. and everything. And you, you can do a lot of good and change a person's, um, how they're feeling. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now you went to school, um, you started studying textiles then. So what was your first career? Like, did you do something before you started your own business or tell me a little bit about that?
1: So right after graduation, I didn't really have like, this is definitely what I want to do. I had the mm-hmm. textile passion, I had the interior design degree. Um, So I just started sampling different avenues of all the things you could do with an interior design degree. Um, I did a small commercial office redesign. Wasn't really for me. (laughs) I did wedding design. Definitely not for me. Um, I did event design for like an organic food festival, which I loved. But again, like it wasn't just none of these were like quite right. Like I enjoyed them, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't like spot on. This is what I want to shape my career. So when I was designing my um, older sister's apartment, I got to know Roxy with Society Social. Yeah. And she invited, I was in New York and she invited me um, just to lunch and said, let's just chat. Like, let's just see where you want to go in life. And we flipped through my portfolio and she kind of dug into what parts of design did I love? What did Mm -hmm. I want to do daily? What was the big picture? And she was the first person just turned to me about halfway through lunch and said, you're an entrepreneur. I see it. I think you could be very successful with it. You have all the right tools for it, just the way you're talking about design and kind of where you see yourself in life, you know, I really think you should start your own business. And I was like, um, no, that's okay. Thank you. (laughs) That's, that's not for me. Are you sure there's no job openings at Society Social maybe? Um, (laughs) But she, she really encouraged me just to explore that. And again, went back to Pippa and had a conversation. I was like, what do you think about this? Is this kind of crazy? And she's like, yes, go for it. And so I really started digging back through my portfolio and I had done a rug in school just as like a extracurricular kind of project uh-huh. and it stuck out for some reason and everything just kind of fell into place to start my own business and for it to be textile centric, but not directly like being a you know surface designer.
0: Okay, I love that. I think there's so many good tidbits from there. Um, one, I always tell my interns like, Intern and try everything because you don't know what you like and what you don't like Mm -hmm. until you do that. Um, And I feel like I kind of did the same thing in regards to PR. I worked at all different types of PR firms, like more healthcare, more larger firms, smaller ones. And then like I found what I love to do and the kind of clients I wanted to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that is so smart. And then also like reaching out to people and connecting with them is sort of not even a formal mentorship, but just... I think asking someone for their advice, um, there's a lot to that. And of course, doing it respectfully and um, just those connections and networking is so important. Yeah, definitely the best piece of advice I've ever heard is uh, look
1: for somebody that's ahead of you in your career, um, somebody that's doing something that you wanna be doing. So Mm -hmm. in my case, unknowingly, it was Roxy owning her own business. And um, so just lean on them for advice. And you know, women supporting women is such a big movement. You can definitely find somebody to take five minutes of their time to talk to you. And on that same part of that, turn around and find somebody a few steps behind you and be willing to do the same for them. And I always think, oh, well, there's no way I could give advice to anybody, you know, kind of thing. But I have been able to find those people just starting out, you know, where I was three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm just that little bit ahead of them that I can give them advice that I'm close enough to where they were. I'm not fully Roxy, have my own, you know, flagship store. I'm at that right point in my career that I can give people like that advice.
0: Definitely. So now let's talk a little bit about starting your business. So you said you looked at your portfolio when you, you know, saw this rug that you designed and that kind of sparked it. Um, But then... Where do you go from there? Like, how did you decide? Like, okay, I'm gonna move forward with this rug business. Like, how do you source who's manufacturing? How do you come up with design? Like, talk to me a little bit about those steps. I feel like that's the question I always get, and is always so interesting to people. Is like, everyone can have an idea, but actually doing it is another thing. So, talk to me about some of the steps to from like idea to getting it done.
1: The biggest hurdle I think a lot of people face is finding that right manufacturing partner that mm-hmm. understands your vision. I knew I wanted the rugs to be wool because that's just like, I mean, when you're in interior design, you probably know this too. Wool is just celebrated as such an amazing material for homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted them to be high quality, and, but at the same time have this approachable affordability because, you know, working interior design, I know that custom rugs like true custom rugs like this are extremely costly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just, I just started running samples with different ones, having conversations. I heard no a million times. Um, So I just kept researching and researching and researching to find the right manufacturing partner. And all the while, while I was hearing, no, this can't be done, um, (laughs) you know, I just kept designing and, and kept working on that first collection so that I was ready when I did find that right manufacturing partner. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I I think with the pricing aspect, we wanted to be, I wanted to be, you know, me and my dog, uh, my (laughs) business partner, we, you know, wanted to be at the right price point because it's not about shopping with us. You're not coming on a website and just buying something. It's about creating and curating that piece. Mm -hmm. And that can mean like different timelines for different people. I always hate like when I purchase something and then it goes on sale the next day or it's like you have five hours left to shop this sale and you're like rushed and pressured to buy and everything. So there were a lot of different pieces that were very important to kind of pull together to find that right manufacturing partner, to have the right timelines, to have, you know, the lead times of the Mm -hmm. rugs and to have the right color offerings and the right materials because, you know, wool is, is, safe and it's green it's you know doesn't carry a flame it's great for children's rooms it balances humidity and you know so I just wanted to have the right product when I launched yeah. and I mean I, it, I the product that I've come up with and my manufacturing I've worked on is even better than what I could have dreamed and it's it's the best of the best of all the samples I ran so I mean I could not be more thrilled with that and even when I was doing the pillow searching for a pillow manufacturer about a year into the business, it was the same sort of process. It was trial and error. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, finding that right, um and and, and not being afraid to like split tasks sometimes. It sounds super scary. But you know, we have a um printing facility and then we have a cut and sew facility that actually sews the pillows and then I have somebody else who makes the inserts. And, you know, so I mean it's not gonna be one stop shopping always, yeah. but you know i'm i if the products right you can figure out how to make it work so Definitely. my favorite like entrepreneur cartoon that i saw one time it was a little man and he was like running and he jumped off the cliff and he put the plane together as he was falling And I think that's entrepreneur, you
0: have to take the leap and figure it out as you're going down. Yes, (laughs) for sure. So now going off of that, you know, you mentioned finding the right manufacturers, the right partners, like that's the biggest step. So were you just Googling? Were you asking around? Like, how did you end up finding the right ones? Was it kind of, you know, obviously trial and error, but where, where does it start? Like with a Google search, with asking some people in the industry, with going to market, with driving around, like what would you say that that step is kind of going back to like how I would sample jobs and kind Mm -hmm. of take
1: some different internships that started to build my network you know like talking about how I just did the trend bank design at the textile you start to like get to know people and Mm -hmm. then you can just give them your 30 second elevator pitch of this is kind of what I'm thinking for my business who should I talk to and again women supporting women People are very willing to help and they're yeah. going to think like, who can I, who can I connect you with? Who can I, you know, get you to talk to? And, and not everyone you talk to is going to be good. I got linked up with somebody who was, I, who was told, the person said, oh, this is the best person to talk to. They know everybody that there is to know in the rug, making industry. If your idea can be done, this guy will know. I got on the call with him super pumped up. Like this is it. This is going to be the phone call. It was a five minute conversation. He goes, you'll never get this done at the price point. You want to get it done. At, oh my gosh. At. And, and you hang up and you're so discouraged and you're like, what do you do? You know, but yeah. you just get back on the phone and you start talking to other people. Um, yeah, Google can be a good resource, but you're definitely not going to find like the perfect you know, match, but it's mm-hmm. a good place to start to start talking to people because even um, manufacturers that would say, no, I, you know, I can't do it for that price point. Have you talked to dot Have you okay. tried this person? Have you tried this person? You know, I think if you're just kind and gracious and, you know, you really just prove to them that you want to make this work and everything, most of the time, I would say like 50% of people are going to find a way to help you, even if it's not going to be actually making your rugs. Yeah. So I, I it was kind of just like, you know, it's like, how did I find this manufacturer? I don't know. It's just like a tangled, <laughs> a tangled web of like, this person led me to this person, led yeah. me to this person and, and the manufacturer that I use, it's not even like that this isn't really what they do. It's just, I figured out a way to make their production lines work for me. And so I think you really have to be creative. But if I hadn't had all these meetings with all these other ones, I wouldn't have had the knowledge that I ended up with because I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about rugs when I started. But when I talked to these manufacturers, I would like learn little things. And so when I went to this manufacturer, I looked like I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) So it kind of, it works out in the end, but yeah, it took me about um, a year and a half, two years to find the right manufacturer.
0: Oh, wow. So now how would you describe your brand to someone who's not familiar with it? Obviously, I am because I have some of your pieces. Um, But someone listening who is just discovering you for the first time, how would you do like, you know, one or two sentences, your elevator pitch, like of what June St. George is? Um. Well, I should know this down pat now, right?
1: Shouldn't I? (laughs) Uh, So, June St. George allows you to create and curate your uh, bespoke pieces for your home. You can design your own rug and pillow, seeing it come to life with our real time rendering tool. So, you can go on and you can select your base design and layout for your rug and pillow. You choose your material, your colors, and you can add personalizations like a monogram or a handwritten message. And then you select your size and we make your product for you.
0: I love it. I have one of your, um, your pillows with my logo for the podcast mm-hmm. and my PR company. And then I have two of your rugs with the Willa Heart collaboration that I had mm-hmm. so much fun designing with you. I know I love the pieces. That rainbow leopard is still one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So now that you found the right manufacturer and you know you're you're ready to go, then how have you been spreading the word? What what were some of those first steps to getting the word about your business out? I relied heavily on social media from mm-hmm. the start. Um, I think
1: that's such a great way to kind of just start building slowly because you don't want to grow so fast that you you don't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. So it just started growing slowly. And then kind of once I had my feet under me, um, I actually had a luncheon for local designers, press, influencers in my family home. So it actually was very intimate and very small. Oh. And it allowed them to kind of like really get to know my brands. And uh-huh. um, I actually designed my family home. We just finished a two-year renovation on it. So they were able to see my interior design, my rugs, my pillows, everything. And that really helped me start forming more sincere relationships with the people who would speak about my brand and help spread the word. And then once you kind of get going like that, it does start to snowball. You know, we, I love working with influencers. I think it's such a great way to show the steps of the experience of designing the pieces um, and they can really speak sincerely about it. And every influence that I've worked with has been very organic, very mutual love for each
0: other's brands.
1: Um, so I've been very fortunate from that perspective.
0: Certainly. So now speaking of that, then what's been one of your greatest success? Like, what are you really proud of? Like, whether it's a feature in a magazine or working with a certain influencer or, you know, maybe something more personal, what, what's something that you're really proud of? I think it's pretty simple, actually. It's when I made my
1: first sale to someone that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that I had never talked to. And they <laughs> just simply went on my website, bought a piece for me. And it was kind of this moment that, like, everything clicked. And it was like, okay, the message is right. The product is right. The website is right. It's all happening. And kind of like a follow-up success to that is she's still a customer today. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's just like she's continued to add rugs to her collection. So that is saying, like, okay, your quality is there. Your customer service is there. So, you know, I, I've worked with um, – you know, Cameron Westcott from the Royal Housewives of Dallas. And like, that's always very exciting. But I just keep going back to this, like, first person
0: I ever sold a rug to that I didn't know. That was a really big deal to me. (laughs) Definitely. That's so exciting. Um, Now, the flip side to that, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what's been the greatest challenge, would you say? I think kind of going back to like, how do you spread the word? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's always like,
1: okay, now what? Okay, now what? You know, it's like this constant uphill battle of reaching new customers and yeah. kind of giving your elevator pitch that um, it's not just selling rugs, it's selling family heirlooms, it's making meaningful pieces, it's curating for the home and helping people overcome the fear of, of, designing custom online in an mm-hmm. e-commerce platform. So what ways can I assure them that they're going to get the right color, that I am an interior designer overseeing, you know, what they're doing. So I'm not going to make the, I'm not going to let them design something ugly, you know? <laughs> so, you know, how do we kind of call those fears of, you know, Oh, is this going to look like what I want it to look like? Is the quality going to be when they're not actually touching their feeling or looking at the colors in person, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do mail, and I think I did this for you as well. We do mail the palms to people yes. in yep. person, um, you know, on request and that way people can just see the colors. And so once I kind of start telling you can run a strike off, we can do this, we can do that. There's lots of ways to double check colors and some people love to do them. Some people, are like, let's just go straight to production. I'm ready to see it. So just, um, kind of, reaching through that screen, so to speak, and saying like, it's okay, we're, you know, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. You buy the rug, it doesn't, a machine doesn't whirl into action and make your rug. It's it's a process that we're in together.
0: Definitely. Now you do a great job with that because I love my, (laughs) I love colors, obviously. And so Uh I remember when we were picking colors, you know, there's a million shades of pink and there's a million right. shades <laughs> yes. of green. So being yes. able to have that option was really helpful to hold it against yes. the fabrics in the room. Mm-hmm. And Good. <laughs> so where do you get inspiration from or who inspires you? You know, I am really inspired by my travels and the world around
1: me and it can be anything from the magnolia trees in my grandparents' backyards or just anything very classic and timeless. Um, my favorite interior design style is French Empire, which mm-hmm. is itself is is inspired by like a Roman aesthetic. So those kind of things that just have so much history and can work in a variety of styles and work in a variety of homes have always appealed to me. And I actually design in grayscale. So I, I'm not imagining the rug in like one certain colorway. So that's like a huge challenge, but that's also very exciting, oh. is that you're designing shapes and patterns, not necessarily like the finished product. So, you know, when I'm designing like the Magnolia rug, of course you think, Oh, the Magnolias are going to be cream, but like, well, what if they're green? What if they're blue? What if they're pink? You know, there's so many ways that it can go. And that's totally up to the client. That's where the client gets to layer in their inspiration. Um, but staying inspired can be a, a big challenge. So I always try to like do creative things outside of quote unquote work you know mm-hmm. so I love to bake and I did a like an online cooking class with Christina Tozy in uh, January and February and now I'm taking a watercolor class with Lauren Taylor so just constantly like doing things that kind of keep those creative juices flowing and then the inspiration just comes as long as you're actively doing something
0: yeah. you'll always find somewhere to be inspired. I love that. I'm someone like that too. I'm always taking new classes or learning new Uh things. And I think that's so important for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. even if it has nothing to do with your business, you know, just to to learn something because who knows, like it might inspire you in a way that you don't even know, or it just gets you thinking differently, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about collaborations. You've done a few with different, um, brands and designers like giddy papery my client and I know Willa Hart so what what's the thought process behind that and sort of the the design process with that
1: with collaborations I'm always kind of looking for something that's outside of my design aesthetic Mm -hmm. and so like with Willa Hart the animals and everything it's fun and it's exciting and so you know that's my first collaboration so it's always like very special to me um and very exciting and with Britt Ford we did the playing card was our first piece Mm -hmm. and these are just very interesting pieces that I would have never thought you know, oh, this is something that would work on a rug. And and this is something exciting. Uh, You know, I always have a dream of like that playing card rug in an Alice in Wonderland room, you know, I just think that would be so cool. And I want to make that happen so much. So if there's anybody (laughs) out there that wants to do a little girl's Alice in Wonderland or a little boys like Mad Hatter room, I mean, how amazing would that be? Um, And like her caning artwork, it just I see these pieces and it's like, okay, that would be amazing on a rug and you just kind of got to go for it and figure it out. Um, and with the collaborations kind of elevating those as we're calling them artist spotlight and offering their artwork, like Britt Ford's playing card, you can buy the rug and the pillow and everything. And then you can also buy her original artwork in our shop as well. So really starting to, to kind of talk about curating your look and kind of having the full collection and with, um, Jessica Dinoski, the heart collection we launched in February, that's another thing. You can have the heart pillow and then she'll actually match the color artwork to your color pillow. So it's like very bespoke, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) experience. And with um, Jessica, we're about to launch a new milestone collection, part of my milestone pillow collection that we do for nurseries. And it's uh, month one through 12 on pillows. So it's six pillow covers covering the 12 months reversible. And um, you can have your, um, it's kind of like a milestone card that you put out, but very soft and comfortable and something you can display in the nursery all month long as opposed to a card you put down for a photo. And it's very soft for the baby as well. So you can get really cute photos. That's so cute. I love that. And then at the end of the 12 months, you can um, send them back to us and we'll make them into a blanket.
0: (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yes. Genius. That it's is such a so good cute. present for like showers yeah. and everything. Wow. Yes. Yeah. They're so soft too. I was like, I just want one of these just with, you know, like my dog. With your dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so who would your dream customer be? Like if you could pick a celebrity or like an influencer or anything like that, like who would you pick that you think would be great for June St. George?
1: That's so hard because I love like every client it sounds so cheesy but like each new client has like a story yeah you know that they tell me like why they're designing this or who they're designing it for but if it was a celebrity I would have to say like Reese
0: Witherspoon
1: because Mm -hmm. I feel like she appreciates monograms and the meaning
0: behind them and I feel like we could create like the best piece together (laughs) definitely everyone loves her she's yes the top I mean, answer whenever I ask that question <laughs> is she really the is she funny? is yeah <laughs> I would say 98% of people I've interviewed have said her
1: <laughs> that's so funny I know yeah, it's, it's, it's like kind of become yeah. exactly yeah it's
0: become like a running joke at this point that like I'm like I bet you they're gonna say Reese Witherspoon <laughs>
1: okay will add like Dolly Parton or something in there too, to make it more exciting yes I
0: don't think I've had yeah. her that's okay. a good one though everyone loves Dolly <laughs>
1: exactly who I mean really who wouldn't I mean I we could make it so fabulous too because we have those luster fibers oh. that are like shiny and sparkly. Can you imagine? I can imagine no, that okay. with
0: like some ping. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? I think it's, I've always been defined as
1: Preppy like all my
0: life and I take it
1: as such a compliment because I think it's such a fun take on sophistication and class. It's timeless because it's not about trends. It's about having your refined
0: individual style. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. So now (laughs) I have some quick short answers uh, for you. So what's one tip for decorating your home? Don't follow trends.
1: (laughs) Ignore what's in or out. Okay, Um, If you love it, it has a place in your home. I always hate when I hear people say, oh, my designer said I couldn't do that. I mean, like as an interior designer, I understand there are principles and elements that do dictate good design, but as, like a talented designer can just make something a client love, loves like
0: work within those rules. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. So then my next question to that, I know, you know, you don't necessarily like to design by trends, but what's one trend or like one thing that's really popular right now that you love? And then one thing that you really do not like? I think there's a big movement into more
1: like customized, personalized items. So I'm going to say I love that movement. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started, I, I use the word bespoke because of, you know, St. George is kind of like the English, you know, is a pagan saint of England. And that's where I found my love of textiles. So I use the word bespoke because it's a very English way to say custom. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hearing it more and more. And I love that because I feel like we're getting more bespoke products. So yeah. I love that trend. I'm happy with that. And then one thing I hate, since I don't really do trends, I'll say like fast fashion Okay. You know, I like things that are made to last, things with a story, things with meaning. I mean, I'll definitely, like, grab an Amazon dress to throw on the weekends, but I really love investing in those, like, clothing pieces and
0: the pieces for your home that are going to last instead of just, like, picking something up at a store. Definitely. What are some of your favorite design accounts to follow on Instagram right now? Like, who are some great designers people should check out? Um... Well, I love Tallwood Country House. Oh, yeah. Um, she's very like distinct,
1: romantic. And she's I've worked with her before and and, and she's just so sweet to work with. Um, someone else I've worked with that I think everyone should follow is home on Fern Hill. Everything she does is very like cozy. And I, I just like want to dive into all of her photos. And her dog <laughs> is always in her photos. And um, we've worked on some pillows together, and she just has these like just piles of pillows on the bed and it looks like it shouldn't work, but it, it works so well in her home. Um, and then of course, like Gracie studio is a great one to follow. I have, you know, Gracie wallpaper all over uh, my family home. And I think it's a good inspiration for like that lasting
0: quality and style. What are some of your other favorite small businesses and brands to pair with June St. George or to shop on your own? Uh, Like locally, I love rail and style. It's a lacquer studio.
1: And they also have this amazing warehouse of furniture that you can go walk around in and kind of dig into because it's just stacked on top of each other and um, pick a piece out and then pick like a lacquer color. And they do a really, really nice job. It's very smooth lacquer. They get in with the details and everything. So that's my favorite, like, little local shop. And then um, I love Caloris collection for summer. I I just, that's like that new account that I just love everything that she's doing. Mm -hmm. And then, like, overall, this is probably another common answer, but Emily McCarthy, we work with a lot of her couture monograms on rugs and pillows. And I think between my mom, my sister, and I, we might have everything she's ever made.
0: See, so. <laughs> I actually interviewed her on this podcast um, and uh-huh. I've known her for a few years. She's just so great. And her clothing line now is amazing. Yes.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Perfect for
0: summer, too. Like very breezy pieces. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite piece on your site right now? I know that's like a hard question. I know you love everything. But is there like a a style that you're really loving or like maybe the pillows over the rugs or, you know, tell me a little bit about right now what's sticking out to you?
1: Um, I love the milestone pillows just because I love getting client photos back from those. Yeah. <laughs> People post their little sweet babies with them. Um, but like the standout piece for me that I wish everybody would consider is the Gatsby collection. Okay. Um, I have designed it. Well, it's in my office. so maybe that's why I'm partial. Um, <laughs> and I have mine in like French blue and silver's. And then oh. I've also done it in like grays and greens for a men's office. And then I've also done it for a Santa Fe home in burnt orange and earthy reds. And oh. if you line these rugs up, you would not even realize that it's really the same rug, like base oh. rug, you know, because it just kind of transforms the color. Like in the Santa Fe home, it kind of takes on that kind of, um, you know, that kind of aesthetic. And then in yeah. my office, it looks very modern and clean and that it just completely transforms with color.
0: Oh, so cool! Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. <laughs> it was
1: one of the first um, three pieces I designed. I designed the Tivoli, which is pretty popular too. It's like a simple border. The bows, which is kind of what oh, everybody yeah.
0: knows me for, and yeah. the Gatsby. So <laughs> awesome! So, what's next for you? Is there anything coming out, like a sneak peek you can tell us to look out for, or something you're designing that's going to be launching in a little bit? Yeah, we have all, actually a ton coming up. I can't spill all the beans
1: because some things are still very early. Yeah. Um, but definitely keep an eye on it because there are some very exciting collaborations with some new designers. Um, but there will be a second collection with Willa Hart. So oh. that's the piece that we're, we're actually doing three, four pieces, kind of three slash four. We'll say 3.5 pieces um, <laughs> <laughs> together. Um, and what the first piece that we came up with, we actually right after the first collection launch started talking about, we should have done this animal. And, um, and so we just have been dreaming about this one for a very, very long time. Um, So that's going to be really exciting. We are, Already running samples. I already have pillow samples, and so maybe I'll have to give a sneak peek after this podcast goes up, so we can kind of uh, see that one. And then also very exciting, we're about to launch a brand new website. We've been working oh. on it for six months. Uh, it's going to be a brand new experience. Um, Your same kind of like layout of you know going on and, and designing the rug on, with the rendering and everything. More user friendly. More features. Okay. Easier ways to visualize the finished piece faster responses, just an overall easier flow, kind of like what we talked about, like, how do I reach through the screen and walk people through this? Mm -hmm. And over the years, we've just kind of learned where people tend to get lost. And we've really cleaned all of that up. So that's I mean, we're like a week or two weeks away from launching that. So it's very exciting.
0: That's awesome. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see this new design with Willa Hart. I know. Oh, I know. It's 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 really fun and very like conversation piece, kind of like that playing card.
1: It's like Ooh. not going to work for every room, but you're going to okay. be like, where can I use this in my house? You know? yes. You're going to be like, this is too cool. I need this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. So my final question is where can people find you? Let everyone know your website address, your social media handle, that kind of thing.
1: So we're at June St. George on Instagram and then our website is George.com and it's St. like S-T, not S-A-I-N-T. <laughs> and uh, I think we're shop June St. George on Facebook.
0: Perfect.
1: Well, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. It was so lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.